who is this Jesus that we honor here in the manger? Who is this Jesus that we have not only embraced, accepted, but believe in? And the scripture today in our gospel of St. Mark speaks to us. This Jesus is the one who cares for us. He's the son of God, eternal word that became flesh. He manifested to us the Father's love, his presence. He manifested to us his tender care for all, all human beings, especially like we read yesterday, there's so many who are sick, who are afflicted with all kinds of diseases, racked with pain, those who are possessed, lunatics, paralytics, and he cured them. He walked from village to village, place to place, and he wished to take care, not only in one place, not one village or town, but he kept on moving because he wanted to reach and be present to the people who were afflicted both with physical illnesses, but also spiritual maladies, who, who were facing difficulties, who struggle with the evil surrounding them. So he was there. He was sent to the people of this earth because he's our brother. Besides being the Lord of glory, he wanted to be a brother. He, he emptied himself of divinity in a, manifest, in a manifest way, and yet he was. He took care of them like today. We see not only is he teaching them, um, instructing them, but also he speaks to his disciples of something very important. They've been here with me. They've been with me here. And in St. John, the gospel says they've been here already for three days. They ran out of food. And so the disciples are prudent. He says, you've got to let them go. They've got to go to different villages and buy themselves some food. Human beings rely on food for, for just normal existence. So, and they didn't have, you know, contemporary means. So they had to go out to the different villages and to buy food. But the Lord says to them, you take care of them. You take care of them. And they said, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough resources. We don't even know where to get the food. And so here it is. And yet the Lord instructs them. He gave them orders to have them sit down in groups on the, in groups on the green grass. And he takes that five loaves and two fish and makes it available to everyone. Everybody were able to eat, they all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up 12 wicker baskets full of fragments and what was left of the fish. Who is this Jesus that we honor is the one who is able to take care of us on a spiritual level, emotional, intellectual. He's able to take care of us even on a physical level by helping, by instructing his disciples, those who take care and care for others, to, to, um, to make sure that, that we are protected. Now, but there's, there's something more here today. The invitation is not only to accept and to love the Lord, but also to put that reality into practice, faith as a gift from God. Faith is a gift from God by which we come to know God, but we know his presence. We know his love by the gift 
that he gives us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We receive insights and knowledge, inspirations at the very moment as we reflect on who he is for us. We're invited to also put that reality into, into practice. Beloved, St. John says in the first letter, Beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Jesus manifested the Father's love. He was love itself. His love and mercy, tender care itself. Just like in Faustina's letter we have, you know, Jesus says, love, I'm love and mercy itself because he is the one who manifested the Father's love and the nature of God is to, to be love. It's a, one of the greatest attributes of God, not just that he's all-knowing, all-powerful, but that he's all love, pure love. And so St. John says to us, let us love one another because love is of God. And everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. It's a condition by which St. John, uh, a condition by, by which we, we, we are, um, I should say, shouldn't say classified, but the, way, the condition by which we are known, do we love? Because if we love, that means we are actually open to God and we, we, uh, we resemble God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us that the Lord, the Father, sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we have life through him. And then he says, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he have loved us and sent his Son as an expiation for our sins, that he has loved us. Sometimes we don't think that way because we think, do you love God? We say, yes, but he has loved us first. He has revealed himself, therefore, we come to know him more and more as we reveal, as he reveals himself, we begin to love him more because we come to understand who he is. And then the scripture says today, St. John's Gospel, he sent his son as an expiation for our sins. You know, we pray the chaplet in atonement for our sins because we speak of this very essential truth of who Jesus is. He's the atonement, he's the atoning sacrifice, the exp expiatory sacrifice. So he is the one who has brought us to the Father, sinful as we were, broken as we are, and have been. And yet the Lord's love is so great that he tries continuously to repair, to strengthen, to heal, to transform us. We have a beautiful example today of St. Elizabeth St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, um, although she lived, she was born in 1774, two years before the American Revolution. She truly is the daughter of American Revolution because her family was a quite well-to-do family from New York, one of the early settlers. Um, her father, Dr. Bailey, was a medical professional um, right in the middle of of the, uh, the great environment of New York. Uh, as well, he ultimately was in charge of all the, all the immigrants that were coming into New York, in Staten Island. And so he was, he was very much involved with both the social elite as well as, as being very caring. Um, her, she, Elizabeth, 
did not know her mother. She was three years old when she died. Her mother died of, during childbirth. Even though her husband was a medical doctor, he was not able to save her or the child. Uh, Elizabeth came to know the father's attitude towards the poor. She was able to, to um, have a tender heart towards them as she was growing. Eventually, um, uh, her father married another woman uh, and, and her stepmother was also one who cared for the poor. So she would take Elizabeth and they would visit the, uh, the homes of the poor, especially poor immigrant families. Uh, the, uh, her step stepmother not only introduced her to that, but also helped her to, to do so likewise. But then eventually the, the, um, her, the stepmother um, uh, somehow could not see eye to eye with the doctor and somehow so they separated and, and Elizabeth stayed with the father together with her older sister. But then uh, just quickly, because it's an interesting story of her life, as you know that she was, she was married at the age of 19 to a importer, he was a businessman who used to import goods from Europe, especially from Italy, um, quite well to do. They had five children, but then um, uh, not too far after their marriage, uh, uh, he, uh, which is nine years after marriage, he, he, he was not doing well, but business was not doing that well but also he became sick and the doctor suggested that they should go to Italy, live in Italy in a Sweden warmer climate. So they did, but after they arrived, since the um, yellow fever and smallpox and measles were part of the New York Manhattan area, when the ship arrived in Italy, they were quarantined and they were quarantined for a while in a very, very uh, poor environment. Soon after that, her husband, William died in Italy, and she was being taken care of a family of a business partner from Italy. And while she was in Italy, she was introduced to Catholic faith, and she began to love the Eucharist. She realized what the Eucharist was all about, and she speaks of that reality uh, in her life. She says, I've never known the Eucharist. And, and, and there's a beautiful description that she gives, and I'll read to you a little portion of her understanding of the Eucharist. She also began to love Our Lady. So um, being in Italy for a while, then eventually she went, she came back to the States and she formally converted and being Episcopalian, her family literally, literally disowned her. Uh, she wanted to make a living by teaching. Um, so she established a school, but when the well-to-do families from New York found out that she was, she converted to Catholicism. They took their daughters away from the school. Eventually she met a priest from France, who, a Sulpician priest, who wished to establish seminary in the United States in Baltimore. He invited her to come there. And there she established a school, which she, she basically, this was the first Catholic school and she initiated the whole Catholic school systems in the United States. 
Um, but then uh, not only did she establish a school, which was well-to-do, but her, her, her children were not doing well. She lost two of her daughters who passed away early on because of, of the, um, the, 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 the sicknesses there. Um, not only that, but subsequently she established women uh, following her stepmother's desire to form, uh, it was called Ladies of Charity. And so she gathered these Ladies of Charity, uh, which was, uh, you know, which was interestingly enough, was an idea that her stepmother followed after the example of Saint, Saint Vincent de Paul, by the way, he's one of our patrons in the back on the wall, he is one of those patrons. And so she, she, she established these Ladies of Charity, which eventually she formed into a religious community known as Sisters of Charity. Um, she spent most of her life in a area called Emmitsburg, where the uh, seminary is. Uh, it continues to this very day, Mount St. Mary's Seminary. And that's where she is. I have to say that I have visited her, her place, the shrine dedicated to her, her tomb many times. Living in Washington is only an hour and 15 minutes away, so it's not far. And then one day, one day I ended up being in the Emmitsburg place. Uh, she complained that the winters were not that good. It was very cold many times. They didn't have all the means. They had the resources. And one day I was visiting and it was an extremely cold day. <laughs> and and it hit me where she was complaining about the cold being one of the one of the difficulties that she had, you know, trying to take care of the children who were there in school and the environment that she had. And I realized the difficulties that she had to endure. Ultimately, as you know, she passed away at the age of 41. She died of tuberculosis, just like her husband did. And, and, uh, and subsequently, her daughter, one of her daughters, joined her in the community, and she lived as a sister of charity till she was 91. So, so she lived working, above all, with prisons. She was a... As she work work with prisoners, but what I wanted to share with you today is there's her love for the Eucharist was so great, and that this is what what she said. There's a mystery. She writes, "The greatest mystery of all mysteries, not that my adored Lord is in the blessed sacrament of the altar. His word has said it, and what is so simple is to take that word." which is truth itself. So first of all, there's a mystery, not that the Lord is present. And it's very interesting how she says where he is present, but that the, but the souls of his own creation, whom he gave his life to save, should remain blind, insensitive. The mystery is that we don't recognize him. The mystery, don't, we don't appreciate, love him. He has given the free, the bounteous, heavenly gift so that we shall approach his true and holy sanctuary, taste the sweetness of his presence, feed on the bread of angels. My poor soul is lost in wonder at his forbearing mercy. Jesus then is there. We can go receive him. He is our own. That he is there is a certainty 
as certainly true as that his bread removes my pain, my cares, and warms, cheers, soothes, contents, and renews my whole being. Merciful God, I do possess you, kindest, tenderest, dearest friend. Every affection of my nature absorbed in you is still active, nay perfected in their operations through your refining love. Hush, my soul, we cannot speak it. Tongues of angels could not express our treasure of peace and contentment in him. Let us always whisper his name of love as an antidote to all the discord that surrounds us. The harmony of heaven begins by a silence from all the world. We again and again repeat it. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <clears throat> what a powerful witness that she gives. May she intercede for us in our love, which sometimes maybe is not as strong, maybe not as, not as tender, but it may be renewed each day, especially as we receive him, whether spiritually or above all, sacramentally, where the Lord of glory comes and shares his life with us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.